0: Marco and I haven't taken a sex class, have we?
1: Our Google search algorithm has got to be blush inducing. Oh, the AI crazy. is probably looking at us going, <laughs> God, these people are relentlessly searching about sex shit. What is going you on?
0: Sex junkies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to How to Love Forever.
0: In this episode, we share 10 hot tips to enjoy more sex.
1: More sex. We offer suggestions for setting the stage, becoming more conducive to sexuality, and working to actually earn it.
0: Oh yeah, and we share with you our three new favorite C-words. All coming up right Right now.
1: now. Hi. I'm Marco and I'm Heather we invite you on a journey of discovery as we explore techniques tools and inspiration to better our love lives and our sex lives
0: join us as we travel the world seeking out the stories that can help improve how we do romance and relationships
1: come with us as we discover how How to to love love forever. forever
0: Hi, Love Bunnies, and welcome to How to Love Forever, the podcast that explores all aspects of love, relationships, and sexuality. My name is Heather.
1: And I'm Marco. (laughs) And before we go into the meat of our episode, I really want to say thanks to you all for listening in. Honestly, our listenership is growing, and we now have people tuning into the podcast from eight separate countries. Mind blown. So we have people tuning in from the United States, obviously, from Mexico. From Canada, from the Virgin Islands U.S. territory, from Ooh. Australia, from the United Kingdom, from Ireland, and from Italy. Mm. So if you're in one of those countries or U.S. territory that I mentioned, please drop us a note and say hi. Hello. <laughs> and write a review on the podcast app of your choice like Apple Podcasts or whatever app you happen to use to tune into us. Do it. It's an order, do it
0: (laughs) No, really, you guys are awesome, thank you You
1: are, thank you And so, let's get into it Mm, Let's get into it Today, we are talking about my all-time favorite subject And the number one thing that used to get me in trouble in school sex
0: mmm sex we love sex we both do sex is good mmm and good sex
1: is even better it sure is
0: (laughs) and since so many people in our world feel similarly sex is used as the motivating factor for much of what happens in our society
1: it sure is
0: it's used to sell just about everything from shit we don't need to our personal self-esteem
1: which is shit we actually need
0: I mean it's useful so so it's incredibly important for the vast majority of relationships for us to stay healthy and for people involved with each other to feel a deep sense of connection.
1: Indeed, indeed, indeed. In fact, one survey, link in the description, found that people in relationships who are sexually inactive, like without identifying themselves as asexual, they were more prone to feelings of sadness and depression and self-images based on unattractiveness. Ah,
0: oh, man. That and that's sucks. a tragedy. It really is. Yeah. And I can definitely relate because there are times when if we haven't gotten it on in a little bit, my self-esteem starts to take a hit. I wonder, oh, my God, does he find me attractive? Does he want to be with me?
1: Oh, you are always attractive and I always want to be with you.
0: Bless your heart and thank you.
1: Sometimes just laziness takes over or we're too full from dinner or the mm. couch and YouTube is just so much more immediately enticing. It's
0: a seductive mistress. <laughs> YouTube
1: daddy bitch.
0: Fucking YouTube.
1: (laughs) Chill flicks and nets, baby. (laughs) But seriously, and this is nobody's fault, but familiarity can be injurious to the sex drive. Mm -hmm. We get used to each other doesn't mean we don't love each other, we just get used to each other. It becomes more of a challenge over time to inhabit that original state of like constant attraction to your partner and that desire for sexual connection. You know, the fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, so you gotta take matters into your own hands. You know what I mean. You gotta take matters into your hands between the two of you, grab the bull by the (laughs) horns. You gotta be deliberate. You gotta find ways to generate that state of desire, that spark between the two of you or the three of you, or the four of you, or however many are in your relationship, whatever.
0: Absolutely. And to help make it easier for that sexy motivation, we did a little bit of internet browsing that we compiled with some methods that have worked well for us, and we've turned them into this handy-dandy guide for yous guys.
1: For use guys. Yous guys. And gals.
0: I mean, it's it's all-inclusive. It's it's just...
1: It's cats and dolls.
0: It's, it's y'alls.
1: Okay, use (laughs) y'all's
0: Use (laughs) y'all's So without further (laughs) Without further ado Here are Marco and Heather's Top 10 tips for having more
1: And better Sex Woohoo, here we go Number one
0: get revved up
1: oh yes vroom 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 what do you mean by get revved up
0: okay so it's all in our minds right or we're all just sacks of chemicals so we need to stimulate our chemical responses with things like well for me in particular i really enjoy reading erotica Ooh. it works for me it's got my my whole mind imagination going it stimulates my bits and pieces and uh then i'm like hey marco mm. what you doing
1: I think I'm about to become a victim of dime store smut.
0: (laughs) It's not always dime (laughs) store. But that works for me, and it does work for a lot of women, a lot of people out there in general, but so does porn. Porn. I mean, you know, the thing that technology always gets down to is how can we use it for pleasure?
1: How can we (laughs) use it
0: for sex? Yeah. Well,
1: porn and hey some of you out there might still be saying oh no porn is bad well you know what porn is a lot of things and there is porn out there that is very couples friendly Mm -hmm. that is very woman-centered and woman honoring and not all of it is horrendous (laughs) in fact a very small amount is but obviously that's the stuff that some people get up in a bunch about (laughs) <laughs> and they use it as an example for why it should all go away. But porn's been around since human civilization's been around. Clay figurines and all that.
0: Since there's been art, there's been porn. Indeed. Indeed. So- Whatever sort of uh, mental erotic stimulation works for you, if it's erotica, if it's porn, if it's dirty talk, dirty talk ta- it out with your partner. You know, that works for a lot of people. Get revved up.
1: Whatever it is that makes your juices happen, make that part of your practice. Because your sex drive really is dependent on stimulation and conditioning. Just like any other thing that you wish to exercise. You want to exercise your mind You want to exercise your body? Mm -hmm. It's all about conditioning it and stimulating it to help it be strong. You got to get in the game. You got to get in the spirit of it. And that's what we mean by get revved up. Find the things that keep your head in that game.
0: You know, it's kind of like uh, before a workout, before you get into the intense part of the workout, you might need the warm up, right? A little bit of like a 10 minute cardio warm up. So that way your muscles don't get injured when you get into the more intense part of the workout. Indeed. It's the same thing with inviting arrows into your life. And you can be mindful, you can be really conscientious how you do it, and you focus on stimulating and toning your love life so it will grow like your muscles.
1: That is a really good analogy. Because my love is a muscle. Is your
0: there- <laughs> <laughs> How cheesy can we get? It's so bad.
1: <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Number 2.
0: Talk about it.
1: Talk about it.
0: Talk about it.
1: How should we talk about it?
0: Happy talking, talking, just kidding.
1: This is why you should talk about it because honestly, lack of communication about sex and about the things that you want, the things that you would do, the things that you fantasize about, all of that lack of communication is often what leads to sex droughts in a relationship.
0: Absolutely. And that
1: can be pretty injurious to your relationship because of like your self-confidence, because of your confidence in the relationship. It's the source of like, maybe like beginning to think about cheating, you know, things like that. So lack of communication is a really bad thing. Talk about it.
0: Talk about it. Talk about your wills, what you will do. Talk about what you won't do. Talk about what you might possibly do if the certain stars aligned in a certain way, right? Talk about it. Ooh, yeah. talk about your secret fantasies.
1: Yeah, talk about your hall passes. <laughs> Who in Hollywood would you have, like, carte blanche to jump on if you had the opportunity?
0: Oh, that's always fun. It's
1: always fun. because Totally you get to... silly fantasies. Yeah. It's not like just a random, just all of a sudden you're like in the car on the way to pick kids up from soccer practice kind of mm-hmm. talk. Sit down and have like, you know, a nice little like dinner or, or just a time when you set aside specifically for this talk, because this is a very therapeutic thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a summit meeting between two superpowers. You talk about the things that you want, your desires, your, your fantasies, your fears, your no-goes, your absolutely must-dos, your bucket list stuff. And also things like, what's your right level for things, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, say, for example, you think your partner only wants sex like once a week. Does he or she really? Do they really? Uh, You think your partner needs sex two or three times a day. Do they really? Or are they just trying to please some assumption that they're making? So you got to figure out what the right level is between the two of you. Anyways you got to work through this Puritan programming and the fear of judgment around the sex conversation, because the sex conversation is very important in a relationship.
0: Yeah, and as Marco just said, you don't want to broach the topic when you're doing something mundane or or where both of you aren't really able to be present and focused in the moment. I mean, it it can be casual. It doesn't always have to be fraught with intensity. However, it definitely shouldn't be during a fight. Uh, It may not happen like right after sex, because if you start talking about the things that you want in sex right after your partner, like maybe had a really great orgasm, but you didn't, They're going to feel really shitty (laughs) and they may not be open to what you want to share with them.
1: Yeah, there is definitely an element of that possible. So you want to be tactful because Mm -hmm. there's this Puritan programming that we have. You know, and this whole fear of judgment that we're raised to have around sexuality. We never think we're adequate. We never think we're good enough. We Mm -hmm. never think it's a clean, healthy, good, fun, positive thing. It's so silly. The stuff that society just loads us with when it comes to all of those expectations and concepts about sex. So having the sex talk is very important.
0: Absolutely. And keep in mind, too, we all have different sexual expectations. The average man, the average, you know, the average cisgender hetero male is going to have different sexual expectations than the average cisgender hetero female and at different times in their lives. So you might have a conversation when you first start dating in your 20s or your 30s, but then when you're in your 40s or your 50s, it's probably going to shift and you need to be able to listen to your partner and be able to broach things with your partner and stay in a lovely state of continuous communication.
1: Stuff changes, stuff evolves all the time time and Mm. just like you need to have constant conversation about so many things in your relationship through the years and through the decades this is going to be one of them you're going to be touching base all the time that's what being in a relationship is when it's healthy
0: yes because it's all about conscious gotta stay conscious
1: gotta stay conscious hey moving on to number three
0: you gotta work out
1: you like the way I'm saying the numbers number three oh, so sexy. it's my yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson voice yeah
0: <laughs> Same molecules
1: This molecules
0: <laughs> uh. but seriously you gotta work
1: out <laughs> what you talking to me
0: so you gotta work out
1: <laughs> regularly <laughs> why should one work out regularly Heather
0: Because, oh gosh, there are so many reasons. However, first and foremost, developing a relationship with your own body helps you be more comfortable with your body. Therefore, you can be more comfortable with your partner's body.
1: So if you develop a relationship with your own body, you can develop one with your partner's body.
0: Yeah, that's
1: Mm. what I just said, Marco. I know, I'm just slow sometimes. I'm a dude, I'm a cis dude, I'm slow. It's cool. I'm traditionally and averagely slow. No, you're not. (laughs) But, you know, one of the benefits, (laughs) but one of the benefits that we get from just getting fit, and I'm not talking about being an Olympic athlete, I'm not talking Mm -hmm. about being a, you know, marathon runner, all of that stuff. No, no, no. Just be slightly more fit than you already are. That should always be the goal. Slightly more fit than you already are. And when you get that fit, you get slightly more fit than that. You know, you don't have to kill yourself over it. But the thing that happens when you get more fit is that this rush of new endorphins that you get from a good workout, right? They make you happy. Yes. They, these endorphins, brain chemicals, etc. they make us feel happy, which not only facilitates us getting turned on, but those same chemicals and your physical fitness actually acts chemically on your body to make you more attractive. Yes. So not only do you feel more attractive, other people feel you're more attractive. Now, isn't that worth it? That's a good carrot, right? That's a good carrot.
0: We are sacks of chemicals. And so I thought we, you were about
1: to say we were sacks of carrots.
0: No, we are sacks of chemicals. Yeah. And I'm pretty certain carrots are chemicals. Also. <laughs> but we are sacks of chemicals. And if we have the opportunity to make our chemical composition better for us to be happier, to feel better and to be more attractive Mm -hmm. to our partners or even potential partners, why not? You know, why not feel good? Why not be more capable? Why not have more longevity? Because then also, especially for women, we want to know that our cisgender hetero male partners are not going to just keel over from a heart attack from, you know, eating too many steaks or whatever at a young age. We want you to stay healthy and to last a long time. And that is sexy to us.
1: For the people in the audience that need it spelled out, in the cisgendered world, males don't live as long as females. So guys, get fit honestly get fit
0: and also it makes you better in the bedroom it makes you a better lover if you are more
1: you got more core
0: healthy and fit and you have more cardio you have more endurance you have more tone you can like hold yourself in those fun like mm-hmm. sexy positions yeah. easier it's better sex
1: but don't juice bro cuz that shit'll shrink your thing to the size of a vienna sausage so <laughs> number <juice>. 4 <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of juice, masturbate.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's juicy material. Yes, that is.
0: We're just riffing, guys.
1: Oh, you're slick. No,
0: thank you. Juicy.
1: A sticky subject.
0: So, (laughs) self-pleasure.
1: We should have tequila while we're recording more often. Cheers, everyone.
0: (laughs) Salud. So self-pleasure, if we don't know what feels good to us, if we don't know what gets us off, how are we going to be able to communicate that to our lovers? How are they going to know how to help us feel good? And how are we going to be sexually fulfilled in our relationships?
1: You got to learn yourself. And there's no better method for learning than playing, Mm. is what scientists say. So if you need to learn yourself, you need to play with yourself. And honestly, self-pleasure is another chemicals game, just like working out. And it keeps all of those yummy chemicals rushing through our bodies, okay? It keeps, I'm not gonna go into chemical names. It just, no. Uh Just know that it rushes great stuff into your muscles, into your bloodstream, into your brain, so we're more inclined to be turned on by our partners. Yes. We're more receptive to it because our head is more in the game.
0: And in return, our partners are more inclined to be turned on by us because guess what it does? It relieves frustration and tension. Say you have a bad day. Say you're dealing with you know an aggravating boss. Well, if you rub one out, you're likely to be less of a dick to the people who love you the most.
1: Yeah, it reduces the level of tension that you hold inside your body, which is that whole clammed up thing that it's very unsexy.
0: Mm -hmm. And for those of us women who might take a little bit longer to achieve climax, and if we've revved ourselves up the day before or even the day of having sexy time with our partners – they are more likely to be able to help us achieve climax sooner and also in multiples.
1: Absolutely. So there's this big whole contention that masturbating is somehow a replacement for your sex life with Mm -mm. your partners, and it really isn't. Mm -mm. It is an additive. It is something that is as natural as breathing, as natural as sleeping. You just have to do it, and it has no bearing whatsoever on your relationship status. You can be the happiest, most perfect couple in the world, and you still have to masturbate. And it probably is one of the reasons why you are so happy.
0: Probably. But you know what? We're going to talk about this more in the next episode.
1: That's right. We got an entire episode coming up that's all about fapping it. So just know for now that you got to be open. You got to be good with yourself. You got to be non judgmental. This is very intimate and delicate territory, obviously. So approach it with non judgment, self acceptance. And self-love.
0: Gentleness and love.
1: And lube. Lubrication. Always lube. Number five.
0: Schedule it.
1: Oh, no.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, no. You did not just say schedule it. You know what? Oh, Marion the librarian strikes again.
1: Oh, schedule it. That's just like, oh.
0: Excuse me, sir.
1: <laughs> oh, it makes heart in my brain. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Listen. But she's right. She's right. Heather is absolutely correct. You know, it may not sound sexy, but here's the thing about being a grown ass adult is that you've got responsibilities all over the place. Those who have children know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Those who have aspiring careers, those who have hustle going on, those who'd like want to hit the gym several times a week. Everybody has stuff that absolutely fills their days. So stuff, in short, gets in the way.
0: The mundanity of life tends to kill the eroticism that you can enjoy. Yeah,
1: how horny do you feel after mopping? How horny do you feel after being at the office after eight hours?
0: Or 10 or however long it takes in dealing with traffic and all the stupid things. You guys all know what we're talking about.
1: Life gets in the way.
0: So especially when our relationships last for a while, we have to make the effort. Again, we are in conscious relationships. We need to be conscientious to show up. And so therefore, for example, what I told Marco last night (laughs) was, hey, we're going to go run these errands. We're going to come back. We're going to have a little snack. And then we're both going to take showers. And then we're gonna win the date.
1: Boom la lucka. That's right. That's right. I got some last night, y'all. You jealous yet?
0: We 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 both did. It was, it was really hot. good. That was really good. It was so hot. Speaking of multiples,
1: multiples, <laughs> multiples of one for me, but you know, multiples. <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. You know, and that's the thing. You know, Heather calls it winning the date, and I think she got that from a friend. Didn't you get that from a friend?
0: Yeah, I got that from a, a couple friends of ours in uh, in California. The
1: strategy of it being that you prioritize time to do the thing that is most important for you on your schedule that night. So say, for example, you have this scheduled event where you're going to have a big dinner, then you're going to go out to see a show, and then you want to have sex. That is totally the wrong sequence. You're
0: just setting yourselves up for failure. You and are. I've, I've spoken about this before. Because
1: you'll either be too tired or too full or all of this or stuff. Or too
0: tipsy or whatever it is. Or or something happened and it turned you off. Like, what if
1: yeah, or you come an back- ex
0: showed up and, and one of you guys was like, negatively impacted by it.
1: Right, right. Or even just, you know, the night has worn on and you get home and it's like 2.30 in the morning and you're all frazzled and stuff. But and you
0: got to be up at 6 a.m. for work, you know.
1: When conversely, if you decide to have the sex first, A, you're not too full. B, mm-hmm. you're not too tired. C, you just got made up and you look amazing.
0: And smell good. And
1: you smell good. Yeah. You just got out of the shower like 20 minutes before. Or in Heather's case, two hours before. Shh. But (laughs) anyway, winning the date is a time-honored strategy.
0: It's all about having dessert first, you know? And again, have your dessert before you go out. Go out and do your thing and then come back. And if you win it again, well, it's double winning. Also, you don't have to go out of the house to win the date. No, you don't. We didn't.
1: Although you know an empty parking lot's cool,
0: you <laughs> <He> got choices. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but really, set a weekly date, set a set a every couple of days date, whatever it is that you need to do in order to consciously work toward the amount of sex that you want ideally in your life, both you and your partners. After talking about it, but if you're going to be scheduling things, I admonish you to balance the dryness of the scheduling act uh-huh. with the lubrication of mm. a flirty and playful attitude. You know. Don't <laughs> (laughs) Don't just turn it into another chore. What we don't wanna see, love bunnies, is you nagging each other because from 6.45 to 6.51, you were supposed to be boning, okay? No nagging, no dryness like that. Instead, you think to yourself, oh, we should be leaving the house for that dinner date with our friends at around 7.30. Therefore, Mm -hmm. you you walk the clock back. Okay, by about 6.15, what I really wanna do is seduce my love. And you know, you may want to warn them first a little bit earlier on. You go, hey, by the way, before we go out to dinner tonight, I'm going to look real good. I'm going to smell real good. I'm going to... feel real good, and I'm going to want you to feel me real good. Put that bug in their ear. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's better than saying, before we leave, I have 15 minutes of coitus scheduled.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Marco's right. It's all about lubrication. You got to you gotta stimulate the mind. You got to set the scene. You got to give them a little, you know, preemptive warning, right? Maybe it's going to take them a few minutes to get into the right frame of mind. So-
1: yeah. Yeah, we're not, even men, we aren't turn on and turn off machines. No. We really do have to get into it.
0: And you know, and and this is a real quick aside, but I personally have heard so many women say that men are always horny and they don't need additional seduction that women do. And that is absolute horseshit.
1: It's an absolute bullshit stereotype. It's about as sexist as saying that all women love to shop and are kind of (laughs) stupid.
0: That's...
1: That's really harsh. Yeah. No, it's harsh. It's a sexist stereotype.
0: And it really, it doesn't do anyone any favors. So love your person, (laughs) tease them.
1: Love your person. person, (laughs) Make sure to water them at least once a week.
0: (laughs) Trim off the dead leaves, you know. (laughs) And yeah, keep the flirtation going because that really does help to keep the sexy vibe going.
1: Yeah. Especially if you're going to be scheduling the sexy vibe. Yes. But moving on to numbers six. uh. Sorry, was that too much? That was a bit much. That was a bit much? Okay. Moving on to number six.
0: (laughs) Set a sexy scene.
1: A sexy scene. (laughs) You can just see it, billowing white curtains, (laughs) horses galloping in the background (laughs) in a field.
0: On the moonlight, on the sand, and the surf crashing onto the shore.
1: A coyote in the distance going... I don't know why I think that's sexy.
0: That was that was Marco last night.
1: <laughs> it totally was me. It really was <laughs> uh, multiples of one. So yeah, setting a sexy scene, by which Heather means hacking your environment to make it conducive to amorous activity.
0: What do you mean hack your environment? Uh, I don't know.
1: You tell me. What do you think that means?
0: Well, what it means to me is look around. If you're in your space, if this is where you are going to be making love, or think you're going to be making love with your
1: lover, doing the boom boom,
0: take a quick assessment. Try to look at it from your lover's perspective. Is it messy? Are there a bunch of clothes? Is there garbage? Are there children's toys strewn about that uh, probably put a damper on, like the sexy vibe?
1: Nothing kills the vibe like a bed full of Lego parts.
0: Ouch, my butt. Mm, my toes that ain't hot (laughs) seriously also also, is it smelly what does it smell like Uh, are there harsh lights because I'm gonna let you know right now nobody wants to see themselves getting it on in bad lighting
1: nobody looks sexy in full daylight, 100 watt equivalent LED lighting from a single point.
0: Oh, it's so painful.
1: I know, that's what prisons are for, okay? Prisons are for those light bulbs. What you really wanna do is you wanna find out what is the most conducive to an erotic feeling Mm -hmm. in your own mind and in your partner's mind and then invite that in, you know? Mm -hmm. Whether that is candles and sexy white curtains or whether that is, you know, an incense stick and some soft music or a glass of wine and a Lots of pillows or whether that is, you know, cover everything in black vinyl and play Megadeth at full volume, you know,
0: Yes. whatever
1: it is, you want to make that happen. That's how you environment hack your space to facilitate a sexy scene. And like Heather said, tidy up because this is a tip, especially for the guys, right? Your week-old socks that you've worn to the gym three times before washing them are not sexy room decoration, okay? Mm -mm. So take them off the lampshade, (laughs) take them off the pizza box, throw away the pizza box, find out where that dead cat smell is coming from, clean that up. Because when a woman sees a man who is clean, when a woman sees a man who is organized, she sees a man she wants to mate with.
0: She sees a man that she could see in her future. So be that future person and have sex today.
1: And please forgive me for my automatic cishet kind of conversation about this, but it's just the experience I'm coming from. You know, it also applies to women and women groups, men and men groups. It, it's all the same. Nobody likes a messy person. Nobody likes a disorganized, stinky person, period.
0: Yeah. And for a lot of women out there, you know, you don't have to put all your clothes away, but if you make it into like an organized pile that you can shove in your closet or under your bed that helps a lot uh, if you can take all the dirty dishes out of the bedroom if you're planning to have sex in the bedroom that helps a lot if the lighting's ugly and say you have like a an orange or a red scarf something of a warm tone throw it over the scarf it looks better Heather I loves promise. doing that
1: in fact we travel with a couple extra scarves wherever we go because hotel rooms have a tendency to have some pretty austere lighting and Heather is good at draping a nice- nicely colored scarf right over the lighting, it instantly transforms a space. It's it amazing.
0: changes your environment. And thank you very much. Also, speaking of, make sure that you have your props with you for your sexy time, like grab the lube, grab the condoms, the toys. Make sure the toys are charged if that's what they need to be. Have whatever it is that you enjoy nearby and ready because it definitely kills the mood if you have to put a pause and like run to the other room and rummage through a bunch of crap to find where, like, your favorite sex toys are.
1: Especially if you end up putting the stinky socks and the pizza box and the dead cat smell thing, like, in that same drawer, <laughs> and then you're, like, having to pull that stuff back out again in order to get to the sex toys. So plan ahead. Put the stuff right next to where you're going to use it.
0: I mean, it's a little Boy Scout, but uh, it's not a bad thing yes, to be so prepared. so
1: scheduling it. So, you yeah. know, it's okay because sometimes we need to get that.
0: Absolutely. Especially but, if it helps us have the good sex.
1: Yes. And speaking of... Number seven. Get out and have yourself some exciting new experiences. Ooh. That's right. That's right. I'm talking to you boring people. That's right. And if and if you okay, tell tell you what. If you hear me say that and you think to yourself, huh, I wonder if he means me. Yeah, I mean you. Okay? Ouch. Don't be so boring, because boringness is exactly the lack of all of those lively vital fluids we've been talking about. The dopamine, the adrenaline, all of these things, right? You gotta have new and exciting experiences. And we have a tendency in the Western world when we're so super privileged that we can listen to podcasts like this every week, To have lives that are kind of repetitive Mm -hmm. and they can get kind of dull.
0: We can fall into a rut. However, getting into those dopamine rushes of new experiences, it can help reset our libidos. It can help stimulate things. So we not only want sex, but we feel sexier and we, we feel more connected with life.
1: Yeah. Life stimulation becomes sexual stimulation. Mm -hmm. So dopamine and these other brain chemicals, they're all directly linked to your physical attraction. And we have just said this over and over again on this episode. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's true and it really comes down to that.
0: We are sacks of chemicals. So hack your chemicals. You need your life to be more exciting. You need your sex life to be more exciting. Well, get out and do something exciting. You're probably going to have more sex.
1: The thing is, when you do it together, too, you know, it helps you bond over some exciting new mm-hmm. experience. Now, your level of extremeness is going to vary, right? Because not everybody has the same personality. So, you know, for there's a couple of people that may need to do some, like, wingsuit skydiving in order to feel alive together again. Well, that's not for everybody. I totally want to try it, but I don't know about Heather. She wants me to take out a big insurance policy before I do it.
0: (laughs) I'm like, maybe when we're 90 and we don't have to worry about living much longer, we're like, fuck it. What does it matter? Let's just fly.
1: Perfect. Saving it for when my reaction times are at an all-time low. That sounds good. But, um, <laughs> but you know, like not everybody's going to need that level of excitement. No. It could be as easy as going to your local amusement park or as easy as just going out, you know, dancing at a new club or a new bar or whatever. Or
0: simply going for a walk in a new neighborhood that you've never explored. It could be something as simple as that. Marco and I, we tend to be more intense. Maybe not wingsuit intense, but we are... But
1: scuba diving intense and... Yeah. Going to new countries, climbing mountains, intense
0: randomness all over the world. Yeah,
1: we go to we go to other countries all the time, and I think that is definitely one of the ways that we have meaningful new experiences. Yeah, but again, the level will be different for everyone. Yes,
0: just again, experiment, play, and create more excitement in your life together.
1: Yeah, just do them together because bonding over those new exciting activities helps spark that arousal. Mm -hmm. Usually, right after that activity, so plan for that date right after you've had the exciting time oh yeah (laughs) so speaking of interesting dates and exciting new experiences Uh number eight
0: take a sex class and then dedicate the weekend to trying out your new skills (laughs) 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 so this one okay this is one of the ones that i found on the internet marco and i haven't taken a sex class, have
1: we? Our Google search algorithm has got to be blush-inducing. The AI is probably looking at us going, God, (laughs) these people are relentlessly searching about sex shit. What is going on? sex
0: junkies. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so there are so many kinds of classes out there.
1: There are classes that our friend Dr. Amanda Morgan, who is a sexologist in Las Vegas, used to do about how to perform better oral sex, Mm -hmm. both for men and for women, right? And so I don't know that she's done it since the pandemic, but I wouldn't be surprised if she started back up again. But the thing is, is that in any decent sized city, there are classes like this. If you just look for them on the Internet in a private browser
0: (laughs) with a VPN (laughs) and we don't have a sponsor yet. <laughs> so oral better. There's also things like erotic massage or tantric massage. Uh, you could do bondage Ooh. classes like shibari. Ooh, you know, like with like the, the sexy rope thing, the
1: rope tying thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting.
0: Isn't that? Yeah, it's so, beautiful too. Absolutely, it is beautiful. And I've seen a lot of really interesting Shabari. I'm like, hi, oh, I wonder. I wonder what that would be like. I haven't tried it yet. I've had the opportunity, but I've usually been too busy, (laughs) if you know what I mean.
1: So, you know, these don't have to be kink classes. They Uh -uh. don't have to be like overt sex classes. But, you know, it can be like a class in seduction or it can be like just – learning between the two of you, you know, find something online and study it together.
0: And the whole point is having experiences together that deepen your connection. And we can be bored with our partners after so many years because we keep seeing them only in certain lights or from certain perspectives. But if you go take a class, it could be even something like body painting together. It can show our partners in a new way, and then that can re-stimulate the excitement. And then, you know, sex.
1: The whole bottom line is that you want to make a conscious effort for it. Mm -hmm.
0: Always. We are in conscious relationships.
1: Speaking of conscious relationships... Number nine.
0: You can masturbate in front of each other.
1: Oh my God! Oh! Oh, oh, be still, my virgin heart. Be still, be still, my virgin heart. Oh, I think I'm having a heart attack. What did you say? Masturbate in front of each other. I know. Oh, what are we, savage beasts? What are we, apes in the wild?
0: Okay, you. <laughs> well. I mean.
1: I mean, what I mean. It is kind of scary. What I mean to say is that this one is for the truly adventurous. You know, this is, this is one you have to level up to. It really is because it may be something that is going to feel weird intuitively for so many people because, you know, we've been taught for one thing that masturbation is an absolutely disgusting, filthy, terrible thing that everybody does and is perfectly normal and it precedes humanity itself. So the thing is, is that you got to work up to it and you've got to get your shame and guilt out of the way. Yes. Yes.
0: However, if you are able to get your shame and guilt out of the way. And
1: your partner's shame and guilt out of the way. Yeah.
0: And if it's something that interests you, excites you, then you can be in this space of vulnerability and intimacy together without judgment, showing your partner what truly turns you on and showing them how much you trust them with Mm -hmm. that knowledge and with the the level of vulnerability
1: and it is it's it's a level of trust that really speaks to how deep your relationship runs mm-hmm. it's about knowing each other a hundred percent now do you have to masturbate together no of, of course, course not. not and you know some people may never get to that point which but is
0: totally fine
1: again it's one of those leveling up ones but yeah it is it, it's the kind of thing that if you are open to it and if your partner is open to it and if you feel close enough to do it it will allow you and your partner to see what each of you like and how how you like it. And that helps them learn you better as a lover.
0: Yeah. And then things just keep getting better together.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But the secret is to be open, to be vulnerable, to be non judgmental, and to remember that bodies are beautiful. Yes. This is intimate territory. Yes. Hey, speaking of intimate territory, let's get to number 10 out of this list of 10 things you could do in order to have better and more sex. Yes. How about number 10? Ooh, you're so sexy when you say a number. Say Uh, that. Number 10. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have to say number 10 again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Number 10.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to go clean myself up.
0: (laughs) You stupid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And no, I only said that because number 10 is cleaning yourself up.
0: Oh, hey. Honestly,
1: go take a shower, you (laughs) filthy monkey.
0: Oh, this is such a big one. Big one. Especially, yeah, it's just a big one. You know, whether you're young, whether you're not so young anymore.
1: Grooming is a secret to attractiveness.
0: Oh, it's so beautiful.
1: Because you know what? Ain't nobody naturally gorgeous and naturally ugly. It's all about what we do with what we've been given. Yes. So self-confidence, it all shows when you present yourself in a certain way. And the ways you present yourself have varying degrees of sexiness.
0: Absolutely. You know, so even if you aren't intending to leave the house, you can still dress up you can still pay extra care to your grooming whether it's with makeup or whether it's with hair products or cologne
1: yeah and if you want to go deeper even this is even for men you can remove unwelcome hair from your cracks and crevices all depending on you know what your partner likes and how you feel about your self-image but Absolutely. if you're anything like me, you were born too hairy so um I call it deforestation. Other people call it manscaping. Um, Heather uh, appreciates it.
0: She sure does.
1: <laughs> because as much as I seem like a wild man, she doesn't be, want to be humping a werewolf. So anywhere where extra friction would not be appreciated, anywhere where extra bodily scents might not be appreciated, you might want to just, you know, remove some hair. We're in the 21st century. Guys and girls can both do it.
0: And they are strongly encouraged to do so. Well, think about it this way. The hair will actually absorb the odors so if you find that you are more pungent you may have a little extra hair that you may not necessarily need now again everybody has different tastes i know people who really love that whole animal vibe and i say more power to them Those of us who enjoy things a little more civilized, uh, for me in particular, I like the clean, like just soft scents, and I really love the skin-on-skin contact. It's more sensual to me.
1: We're like two rubber mannequins (laughs) rubbing on each other. (laughs) But not really. <laughs> <laughs> no. But honestly, honestly, self-care, cleaning yourself up, doing the whole grooming thing, it really shows your lover that they matter to you and mm. that you want them to find you attractive. Yes. It's like it's like flying your flag that says, you know, appreciate me because I'm appreciating you appreciate me.
0: Yes. 100%.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: 100%. And a uh, little note to the guys out there. Uh, When Marco is particularly extra groomed, I'm able to spend more time lavishing attention on his groomed areas. Just saying.
1: She licks my b****s, guys. (laughs) For a while. It's good. Lickety, lickety, lickety. (laughs) Itty, itty, itty. Totally
0: no tequila while it's we It's so good. It, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I gotta tell you guys, don't use nair on your testicles for more than like 15 minutes at a time, because that it will burn. It will burn right through your tender little skin. Okay, that is puppy belly skin, and you do not want to burn through that. <laughs>
0: I I recommend seeking professional
1: assistance. (laughs) Heather's been recommending me seek professional assistance for years. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's move on to the bonus round. Hey,
1: we have a bonus round, everybody. We've got a bonus round. Bonus round
0: because we have so many good ideas. We've
1: got so many good ideas that we just could not leave this list at 10. Well, we left it at 10, but this one's a bonus one. Yeah. Technically the 11th, but we didn't put 11 on the list. I
0: don't know. 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. Yeah, let's just keep going.
1: It's number 69. Yeah. Not really. Anyway, the bonus is compliments, caresses, Mm. acts of service, hugs, hugs. Hugs. That is, of course, depending on what love language your lover has. Right. But a lot of folks really are lacking that physical intimacy of the hugs, the caresses, the intellectual intimacy of compliments. Okay, when you compliment somebody, that is you going out on a limb. That is you being vulnerable by saying how much you like them. Vulnerability sexy.
0: Vulnerability sexy. Because appreciation breeds appreciation. If you show them how much you appreciate them, well, unless they're totally stupid or just plain dicks, they're going to appreciate you right back.
1: Yes. So you dare to appreciate and they will feel comfortable appreciating you right back. You know what? Verbal encouragement To someone, it helps their sense of confidence. Mm -hmm. And when you are helping somebody's sense of confidence along, guess what? They appreciate you more, which helps you with your sense of confidence.
0: Mm -hmm. And And
1: confidence is what?
0: Confidence is sexy. Yeah. We're not talking about crutches, guys, but we are talking about reminding your lover how fucking hot they are and how much you love and appreciate them for all that they are.
1: And how much you want to do the boingy boingy Boingy. on them specifically. Yes. Out of all people in the universe, except maybe your Hollywood hall pass.
0: (laughs) Can't they just be invited?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they can come too. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were gonna talk. <laughs> I always figured
0: you're gonna do it first.
1: <laughs> well. <clears throat> That's a fun list of ten or eleven, depending on how you count it. Tips. Are,
0: eleven, fourteen. You it's know, eleven
1: tips. It really is, because we always give more. We give more to you. We give you more <laughs> than you're looking for. That's right.
0: So to summarize it all, it just comes down to these three C's.
1: The three C's. The three C's. Our favorite C words.
0: Mm-hmm. They are k- k-
1: k- chemicals.
0: chemicals.
1: <laughs> they are. K- 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 confidence and, and they are consciousness. C- 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 consciousness. Uh, I know it sounds really hippy-dippy, but sure truly, we need to be conscious. We need to be conscious of how much more sexual activity we want to enjoy, for mm-hmm. example. So we talk about it, mm-hmm. right? We need to be conscious of how much sexual activity we want to enjoy, so we set the space for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we want to be our best sexual selves, right? So we get fit. it we do things that generate the chemistry of it whether it's reading erotica playing with ourselves setting our environment to sexy
1: and we become aware that to be confident is to be attractive yes so we work to deserve that and to earn it and to facilitate the same confidence in our partners so that they can be confident in loving us back
0: Yeah, because it's like superheroes getting together, but in like a really loving and compassionate way. Oh, I found another C word.
1: Uh, Compassion. (laughs) Compassion. But it really is all about creating these feedback loops that help you reestablish and strengthen the feeling of Eros in your relationship, you know? So you want to hold the door open for that and you want to usher it in. It's not going to magically happen, people. Nope. Dear bunnies, it's not going to happen just automatically without you working on it, especially as your relationship wears on in years.
0: Right. You need to make the conscientious effort. You need to be there and you need to work to keep things exciting. Yeah. Relationships. They're not meant to be a struggle, but they are consistent work. They are consistent commitment every single day.
1: They are a project you can be proud of achieving every single day.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you you achieve it a few times.
1: Yeah, a few times a day. Oh, (laughs) yeah, like random teenagers. Yes, that's right. I did it again. Everything comes down to sex.
0: (laughs) Our poor search history. (laughs) Our
1: search history. Google is so scared of us. (laughs) Well, that is it for our show today. So thank you for joining us and remember you can always reach out to us on Facebook that place where bad ideas go to die at facebook.com slash how to love forever <laughs> and on instagram at how numeral two love forever we really want to hear your feedback and really what you would like to hear us cover also reach out if you have a story to share or you would like to be a guest on the podcast we'd love to have you on or have your story on heck we even have a private mode if you want to share your story but wish to remain anonymous we can totally do that
0: we can even do it Dear Abby style and read your story or questions in the podcast without any true names revealed. Just email us directly at contact at howtoloveforever.com
1: Don't be shy, we don't bite. Without consent. Without consent.
0: (laughs) And if you feel that our show provides some value, is good for the world or just plain entertaining, there are so many ways to show your support. You can leave a review and a positive comment on your podcast app of choice that always helps the show grow. And you can tell all your friends to listen in because baby we want to touch the world
1: with consent with consent with consent With consent. so yeah algorithms aside if you just want to be our sugar daddy or sugar mama we will totally take your money yeah yeah we will yes you want to be a patron of the arts hey it's kind of an art form doing this thing every week so you can join our supporter community on patreon
0: patreon
1: we have a range of supporter levels to choose from starting at just 300 pennies a month 300 pennies that's right that's less than a bag full of pennies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you get though you get early access to our shows you get some extra content you get behind the scenes looks at our processes you get exclusive full video versions of our interviews and much more check us out at patreon.com slash how to love forever
0: Join us next week for an honest conversation about masturbation.
1: Masturbation?
0: Masturbation. Is it evil? Is it shameful? Is it cheating?
1: A slippery topic. Masturbation. masturbation. Oh my gosh. That's
0: right. I promised you.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got a firm grip of the ins and outs of it <laughs> in a riveting talk that will wet your appetite for more.
0: Oh dear. Oh, the cheese continues. So Until then, love bunnies, remember, love deep,
1: love hard, love love forever.
0: forever. Firm grip, huh?
1: I think Google is not going (laughs) to let us do any more searches anymore.
0: (laughs) Why do you think I use private mode?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, be still my heart. Be still my heart. How much masturbating material do you guys need?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Is Google your Aunt Irma? (laughs) Google is my
1: Aunt Irma now. Yes. (laughs) I could just totally see Google wearing a big babushka and a big old overcoat going,
0: you should be ashamed of yourself.
1: Whackada, whackada, whackada with an umbrella.
0: Oh well, you're going whack
1: it a whack it a whack a whack a whack a a whack a a